0: to her dating and relationship secrets. Secret number 90, the secret to living guilt-free. I had a client in Chicago who was having trouble being able to just sleep peacefully at night because what was weighing on her was her codependent mom and sister expected her to do things she wasn't doing. She'd started to grow. She'd started to put her own needs first. And the guilt was eating at her. Or my client out here in California, who had gotten out of a marriage that was really a marriage with a narcissist. It was all about his needs. And she continued in her rescuer mode to tend to put other people first as she began to practice. Taking care of her nine environments and herself... There was some pushback internally, there was some guilt going on inside, even though she knew she needed to do things in her own nine environments to be her best self. Or my client in New York, who after long hard work days and taking care of her kids as someone who was separated and ready to let go of her guy, she still had trouble. Giving herself the self-care she needed and, and knew she deserved but still felt guilty if she stopped work even as late as 7 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night. After doing, doing, doing for everybody else. Even to the point where on her birthday it was hard for her to give herself permission to really just enjoy, receive and celebrate and be celebrated. So why all the guilt and where does it come from and how does it get in the way? Well, as you can clearly see for all sorts of successful women, guilt can be something that can push you and and kind of shadow you, bully you, almost be like a boogeyman internally to get you to do things and to neglect yourself many times. Is guilt healthy? Is guilt unhealthy? What is the role of guilt in all of this? Well, in most of these cases, It wasn't about a healthy internal sense of wrong and right that had developed. It wasn't about what was self-loving and honoring to everybody. All of these clients were experiencing the legacy of growing up in homes where they had identified themselves as only being considered a good person and lovable if they acted a certain way. And if they didn't act that way, they needed to feel like they weren't a good person. They had to feel guilty. For my client in New York, it was very much identified with, are you always working and doing for others? If you are, you're being good. That's what her upbringing's messages had told her through when she was rewarded or punished, praised or scolded what was acceptable in that home as she grew up, and she'd internalized it. As long as I'm working, I'm okay. Otherwise, I'm being bad, I'm being lazy, I'm being something not good, I'm being selfish. For my West Coast client, it was all about putting others' needs ahead. That's, that was part of what that religious upbringing was that she had, the messages that she'd gotten through the religious Beliefs that her parents had held had everything to do with sacrifice. Always praising and looking up to anyone who put others' needs ahead of their own. I am so good when I'm kind. When I'm kind, it means I don't care about my own needs. That's what kindness and goodness means. Her definition of goodness and kindness is what began chaining her to having to feel guilty if she took care of her own needs. Or my Chicago client, who, in a codependent household, it means, I'm responsible for your feelings. If you're unhappy, it's my fault. I need to be who you want me to be in order for you to be happy. So she was enslaved emotionally by her mother and sister in that sense. Not because it was some cunning plan, codependency doesn't come out of calculation most of the time. It's just people who aren't getting their needs met and who grew up with a belief system where they think you're responsible for meeting their emotional needs. Oh, I would be so much less anxious if only you would go to the school I wanted or marry the person I wanted, or oh, you worry me so much. My happiness, my feelings are all based on your actions. So she'd grown up where if she asserted her own needs, if she did what she wanted or needed, it meant she wasn't being a good daughter, a good sister, a good person. What all three clients had in common was that they had been given a distorted definition of who they needed to be in order to be good. The word good, in quotes, had been misdefined for them have been defined in such a way that if they weren't willing to do unhealthy things for others, then they needed to feel bad about themselves. That's what they had been taught. Maybe you can relate. If you experience guilt whenever you set a boundary that you know is good for you but someone doesn't like, whenever you say no because it's healthier for you but they don't like it, or internal tension and guilt that prevents you, from even setting that healthier boundary, then you may have some of that trained into you. Remember, in our success formula, the very first thing we do is we start looking at your own patterns. What are you carrying around from your past that's affecting you now today in your relationships? Those three women had relationships in their past that hadn't felt good, that weren't really serving them. They didn't have a full partner who showed up for them also and who cared about them, in large part because they'd trained themselves already to settle and accept less. Because that's what being quote-unquote good was supposed to mean. Now, they didn't do this in other areas of their lives. They were highly educated, high achievers, professional women. But in this area of relating to others, especially romantically, but going all the way back to family messages and roots, guilt was the result of misdefining what it meant to really be a good person, a good daughter, a good sister, a good wife. So you may want to look at some of the patterns that you inherited, some of the ways you've been defining or judging yourself as good or bad. Because that may be the root in those inner environments that are fueling how guilt can affect your life and hold you back. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help, because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.